Uh, my name is Aaron Rhodes, and you're listening to the Shuttlecock Podcast. We're sponsored by the Vinyl Underground at 7th Heaven, offering new and used vinyl at 76 and Troost in Kansas City, Missouri. This week on the show, we have Dame. How you doing? Good, bro. Happy to be here. Happy to be in this motherfucker. Awesome. Um, well, for anyone that doesn't know, you are kind of a Kansas City-based rapper, but you're from Grandview originally? Grandview, Missouri, originally, mm-hmm. yeah. It's all one and the same, but you know what I'm saying? Out there, it's kind of like, it's a, di- some, it's a different vibe, so you know what I'm saying? Yeah. What, what do you think makes Grandview different from the rest of the area? Uh, it's love, like, you know what I'm saying? Like, I always say, like, Grandview, one of the only places where I could walk in the store, I know the nigga working behind the counter, I'm at the register, and the nigga, another nigga I went to school with gonna walk in and say, what's up, I'm gonna buy my shit from the nigga I went to school with, selling me this shit, like, it's just like that out there. Mm. Shit hard. And, um, so, wait, what, what school did you end up going to for high school and everything? Oh, I graduated from Grandview High School. Grandview High? Yep. Graduated from Grandview High School, been in Grandview since I was 10 years old, been out there since. Mm. And, uh, yeah, I usually kind of start off with, I'm kind of curious, like, what your, like, kind of first interactions with music were, like, as a kid and growing up and everything. Oh, um, I've been listening to music my whole life. It was one of those things where it was like, I knew that that was what I liked, but, I mean, of course, coming up, I was playing sports and shit, but... It was always, if I wasn't playing sports, I was listening to music. And then the two kind of went hand in hand because, you know, like Drake said, basketball and music is so synonymous because we want to be them and they want to be us. And it's like all the same. You mm-hmm. know? Oh, yeah. And you, you do see every every once in a while a basketball player drop a mixtape. Yeah. And I don't know, are there any that you've ever enjoyed? Oh, nah. <laughs> uh, one that I thought was funny was when Kobe was rapping and shit. Mm. Kobe had me weak when he was rapping. And then he was trash. No, no. disrespect. <laughs> no, yeah, and there's always the... I, I think, like, it definitely wasn't, like, objectively good, but, like, hearing Shaq rap also oh, yeah, is yeah. very entertaining. Yeah, but Shaq really thought he was spitting, though, <laughs> so it was different. Kobe was looking uncomfortable. Shaq really think he that nigga at everything. So when he was rapping, people was really fucking with it. Oh yeah, he had the, he had the right confidence for yeah, it, I yeah. guess, and like definitely transferred onto the microphone pretty well. Hell yeah! And he did do a song with Three Eleven, which I think is really funny. <laughs> Crazy. But um, yeah. So what what kind of like were you listening like were you introduced to rap at a young age or did you start off with something else? Uh, nah, I always listened to a lot of rap. Of course, like coming up when I really didn't have a choice as to what I was listening to. I was riding around with my pops, and he used to listen to Jay-Z, DMX, like, one of his favorite rappers was KRS-One, like, he used to listen to a lot of that type of shit, but coming up, as I was able to, like, pick my own favorite artists, it was Lil Wayne, Young Jeezy, T.I., like, them was some of my favorite rappers coming up, and then the older I got, it kind of, it was like generational changes, like, Mm. the older I got, I started listening to new artists and more genres. No, but... Like, the reason I asked that kind of is, like, um, I don't know. I think I had a lot of your beats compared to, um, like, what some other people, like, at your age kind of choose. Like, you do incorporate, like, a lot of, like, soul samples and stuff compared to a lot of people yeah. out right now. Is is that just stuff that you've picked up since, like, you started rapping? Uh, nah, I think, like, me personally, I listen to a lot of different rap. So, like, 
whatever sound good to me at the time is kind of like what I'll get on. Like, I don't think it's like a deliberate, oh, I'm looking for this with this type of sample. It's just if it sound good, I'm going to get on it. Mm. Yeah. yeah, and um, I, I always, like, I don't know, I think, like, your music for me, it, like, it, it has, like, its own sound, but, like, I can hear, like, I feel like bits and pieces of, like, um, a lot of, like, good music artists yeah. are those, like, rappers that you're interested in. Like, uh, I can, like, you know, there's there aren't very many people who aren't, like, at least a little influenced by Kanye, so. Yeah, nah. Kanye was, like, a close second or third for me when I was coming up. But, like, like I said, it was strictly Lil Wayne. Mm-hmm. But, like, Pusha T, like, he's been one of my favorite artists since I was, like, a junior in high school, sophomore, junior in high school. So if it, any with the most influence, also Two Chains. Two Chains is like right now. That's probably one of my favorite rappers. Like lately, that's one of my most influential artists. Just from his business endeavors on to like the music shit, because he can rap like a motherfucker. No, oh, yeah, I think he gets left out of a lot of like best rapper right now yeah. conversations when he really should be at least some some part of the conversation. Yeah, definitely. I think he's up there. Mm. I think he's up there for sure. And has. Like I, I don't want to dive into a whole annoying like Drake Pusha T thing right now because everyone that's you know everyone has their yeah. take on that. But like uh, you say, you you have been like a big Pusha T fan for a long time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So has has this recent thing affected you too hard? Uh, honestly, it didn't surprise me because I mean, if you pay attention to like music and stuff, you know that this has been ongoing for a long time. Like Pusha T been dissing Drake since I was in high school, so. Mm. You know, he kind of, he dropped his last album, My Name Is My Name, in 2014. And a lot has happened since then, like the whole Drake writing scandal. And, like, uh, Drake responded to him and his past dishes on Two Birds, One Stone. So it was kind of like, I knew he was going to respond to it. So once I heard Infrared, I was like, okay. But then, you know, Drake came back with the Duppy. Then Duppy led to Story of Adidon. But none of none of it surprised me, like... Mm-hmm. Yeah. Was long, long time coming. Yeah, literally. But um, no, yeah. So you have been attending uh, UCM. Yeah. Right now, what 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 year are you at? Like, I'm about to be a senior this upcoming fall, so mm-hmm. I'll be done next May. Nice. Yeah. And what what have yeah. you kind of been focusing on there? Um, really, kind of. It's kind of hard focusing because like I be so tapped into the music that I be trying to balance both. But when I'm out there, it's like. It's a good break from Kansas City because, like, when I'm home, I'm constantly doing something. Whereas out there, small town, it's a lot slower, so I got time to, you know, chill and really focus on writing. I get a lot of my writing done when I'm out there. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and is but do you end up do you ever end up playing like shows out there, or have you kind of made any type of fan base? Do you think at the college? Yeah, I got a pretty good fan base out there. I've had three or four shows out in Warrensburg, and uh, it's like predominantly. St. Louis out there, and uh, I got a pretty strong St. Louis fan base out there. So nice. Yeah. And uh, but what are you, what are you majoring in, and like kind of what kind of classes are you doing? I'm in a uh, communications major, and like honestly, when I got in school, I was uh, on a basketball scholarship, and they was just like, if you here, just take a major. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I just kind of stuck with it. But you know, ultimately, when I'm done, I'm trying to go like head first in with my music. So. Mm-hmm. I'm just trying to get my degree. Are, are, are you still <laughs> playing basketball there? Or? Oh, no, 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 no. I stopped playing basketball once I started rapping. Mm. Yeah. No, yeah, I guess, yeah, like, like you were saying earlier, like, yeah. kind of got to choose. Yeah, yeah, 
Mm. Yeah, definitely. It was like it was one of those things where I was it was it was natural, you know what I'm saying? Like the transition was so natural because I've been so like in the music for so long. Mm. So but were you, were you saying you had like a a scholarship? Yeah, in yeah. Park I was for, on scholarship. Yeah. I went to a community college in Kansas called Labette. I went there for a year, and then once I left there, I transferred to another school, which then ended up not working out. This was fall 2015, and then like that whole time I was back at home, like back with my parents, and that was when I started rapping. And then like from September to December 2015, I was just writing music. And then I recorded everything I wrote and then put out 20 at the top of 2016, and then I've been rapping ever since. Hmm. Oh, yeah. And do, do you, like, you, you kind of mentioned how you'd had, like, you'd been, you know, listening to rap since you've been a kid, but, like, making the jump kind of like, oh, sorry, that's <laughs> the cat. Yeah, it's But um, you kind of made the jump in like later than a lot of people I know who who rap like was did, was that kind of weird for you like st- getting started so late uh well it was kind of one of those things where it was like we've always been rapping like my bro oh he's a he's right there next to me right now he had the studio in his basement so my senior year in high school they gave like every student a macbook so like he had the whole studio set up in his basement so like I was fucking around with rapping and shit when we were 18 years old, but like at the time he was the only one really taking it serious. But then once I uh, picked it back up in 2015, it was just like um, really just putting all my focus into that instead of music. Mm. Oh yeah, and you mentioned your your first tape was called 20. Yeah, and that's and that's still on your SoundCloud if people yeah, yeah. want to listen to that. Yep. But yeah, what was kind of the process behind making that for the first time and like. I don't know what kind of decisions and influences went into that. Oh, man, it was... So I started rapping because of a bro, a breakup that I had, and it was like, I'm just going to put all my like pain into the song because I was really sad, though. It was crazy. But um, I was like, I'm going to put all these songs out, and I'm just going to have fun. I'm going to find beats I like, and I'm going to just rap about what I want to rap about. And it was so simple because like I didn't know what to expect. I was just like... I put these songs out, and at the time, like, I was still back at home. I was just Damon that played basketball, you know what I'm saying? So when I put it out, it just really was just like, it just made people like, okay, this nigga's serious. Hmm. And then it just went from there. Oh, yeah, and so um, what else was I going to say there? But, yeah, um, I think the first time I had heard you was the Mad Love tape, which is mm-hmm. the next one after 20. Yeah. And did anything really change in the time between those two, or was it pretty, like, consistent? Uh, Well, when Mad Love came out, it was kind of like, uh, now I know what I'm doing. Like, now I know what beats I want to use. But on, on 20, I was, like, picking beats that I, u- I used to like coming up. Like, for example, Misunderstood, I rapped on that beat on 20. But I went to try, I chose to go the direction of picking all original tracks for Mad Love, and then that was when I kind of like knew I could make original songs, and it gave me more confidence to go out and find my own beats, and that's kind of where that started. Mm. Yeah. And um, so Mad, I think Mad Love kind of like secured you like a spot in like the local kind of underground hip hop scene, like because mm-hmm. I don't know, I think man, I think Kai has like really. Like, I don't know. I think he's underappreciated as like a, a like a tastemaker to an extent, and like a 
kind of a figure in the scene. Like, mm-hmm. I feel like I find a lot of new music through him. And, and also, like, maybe not as recently, but, like, Rory also. like And Rory's also yeah, from yeah, yeah. Grandview. It was, did, did you end up, like, at school with him or anything? Yeah, or? yeah. Me, me and Rory, we had class together in high school, actually. And uh, we went to the same college for a little bit of time, like, kind of before he blew up. But, like, we still be with him from time to time now back at home. So, yeah, nice, that's yeah. our guy. But yeah, I, I think I did like end up finding Mad Love through like Kai's SoundCloud or something like that, and yeah. that's how I found like Donnell and like a bunch of other people too. Yeah. But um, yeah, I think Mad Love is for at least in my opinion, like where you kind of like yeah, like kind of grounded yourself in the scene and yeah, I feel like, the same way. Did Did you like Did you know a lot of like other rappers like unt- before like you released those first couple tapes? Uh, honestly. Oh, and that's it, for real. Like, at the time, I kind of, like, it felt like I didn't know that many rappers because I wasn't that immersed into the culture just yet. So Mm. the only person that I really knew was him. And then, like, the more I started doing shows and linking up with people, that was when I kind of met more artists. But like I said, Kyle was showing love when I had dropped 20. And then before I dropped 20, I was listening to um, a couple of his older tracks. And then that's kind of how our relationship started up nice and yeah and you didn't know donnell until around then either yeah i met yeah. him and donnell around the same time mm. and he produced uh the song normal on yeah. your next tape young yeah. goat and young goat i is like kind of where like out people outside of the scene even like kansas city in general like hip-hop fans like really i think got their first like listen to you because mm-hmm. two girlfriends got some play on like underground heat and yeah. was like probably like up there among like your soundcloud tracks and everything yeah that's probably one of my most listened to tracks mm-hmm. uh it's that one yeah no nah, that is my most listened to track and then it's a couple other that's like right behind it but yeah yeah, Vibe. No, yeah, Vibe is my most listened to track. Yeah. Two girlfriends is second. Vibe is on twenty. Last track on twenty. And uh, people say that's my best song, but I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> no, yeah, and no, I think the first one I actually heard, well, like I'd listened to Mad Love, and I hadn't come back to it for a minute, but then I had heard um, Hundred Missions, yeah, and I was like, oh yeah, this is Dame. He he had that tape, and like that that song that was like one of the first songs that like really grabbed me from you, and yeah. like because that's like the well, I don't know, like there's a lot of real like good like pop sensibility to it mm-hmm. and like i was like wow like this could definitely be on like national radio and like fit right in among like a lot of popular stuff right now man and it's one of those songs where when i first made it i was like man this is it for me you know what i'm saying i was like what can i do that's better than this because i thought that that shit was so crazy but like when i first made it it was just i like it so much because it's just a genuine song you know what i'm saying like it was just a fun song for me just starting like, that was when I feel like I'm just going to make shit I want to talk about. I want to have fun with it. It wasn't, like, no type of calculated approach to it. I was just like, I found this beat. I found the hook. I'm just going to go with it and do everything off of it. And I had my niggas in the studio when I made it, and their reaction to it let me know that it was going to be hard. So I think that's one of my favorite songs. Like, the process of making that song was so tough to me. No, yeah, and you like your delivery, like on the hook, is like you're you're almost shouting too. So like I can imagine like being in the studio oh, yeah. for that. Everyone's like, oh shit. Yeah, and it was like I had it so ready before I pulled up because I rapped that motherfucker at the house like 
20 times So when I got there I normally like Recording in the dark Like the booth light Off And the engineering room Off But like I was so confident With that motherfucker And all my niggas was there I had all the lights on I was just rapping them Like Like it was nothing And Niggas was going crazy That's when I was like Yeah this is gonna be stupid Oh, and I also still enjoy the uh, the Wilt Chamberlain single artwork for that. Oh, yeah, He's got yeah. the 100 points. That was a, a nice yeah. touch. And Wilt Chamberlain, niggas don't know, but Wilt Chamberlain really had the bitches. Like, <laughs> for real, Wilt Chamberlain really had bitches. And, like, that was kind of, like, another thing that went with it because, mm-hmm. like, it's kind of a, like, sort of a known fact that, like, he was up in the thousands, like, as far as, like, women he fucked with type shit. So, yeah. yeah, people can Google that, I guess. Yeah, so. yeah read about it. <laughs> <laughs> uh, but yeah, um, that was also that was another track that ended up on the Young Goat tape, mm-hmm. and um, I don't know. Yeah, I to I know I'm kind of being pretty methodical about it, but like, what do you think? Did much change for you between Mad Love and Young Goat? Uh, yeah. Well, it was kind of like I was in a totally different headspace because at that time. Like, it was like I had just moved to UCM fall of 2016. I had just got my associates. And like I said, I was put into a new culture of being around all people from St. Louis. And like they have a totally different listening style of music than we have here in Kansas City. So like going to some of the parties down there and like seeing what people fucking with and seeing what people not fucking with, it just kind of like put me in a whole nother perspective as to how I approach things. And that's kind of... When I think that's when I started like really putting more thought into like my tapes and stuff. Mm. Yeah. Yeah, and what is there anything that you can think of that like really differentiates like the St. Louis sound right now from where Kansas City's at? Um, St. Louis is like they like party tracks. St. Mm. Louis like to turn up. And I think uh that's where when I be trying to make like some bangers, I be like, Man, I know my, my friends from St. Louis, they be fucking with my shit heavy. So, like, I'd be like, this is going to go crazy. Like, because I'd be seeing, like, I heard Rover and, like, by Block Boy, like, a year ago. Because they was fucking with it down there. And then they brought brought to the school. And just seeing how they was reacting to it in the parties, I was like, man, I got to come with some shit that's going to make people react in the party. Hmm. And then that's kind of where that came from. Okay, and I guess St. Louis probably does have, like, a better Memphis connection since yeah. it's, like, a little bit closer there. Yeah, literally right there. Hmm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, uh, what was I going to say? Oh, yeah, but also, like, a lot of your stuff, like, does, I think maybe it's the Kansas City appeal, actually. Like, a lot of your songs are, like, they do have, like, a little bit of, like, an R&B groove to them. And I think a lot of people from Kansas City are into that kind of thing, too. Like, songs, like, In the Mix, it has kind of, like, that. Yeah, I don't know, kind of a soul vibe, R&B soul vibe to it. Man, and um, with that track, honestly, it was like one of those things where I heard the beat and I instantly just knew, like, is it some hoes there was the first thing I said. And then, like, that was all I typed in my phone. And then I just had to make it come off that. But I wanted to keep kind of that same type of rock, like, is some hoes there? Because I can't go if ain't no hoes there. Because if you got that rock to it, it just feel hard. You know what I'm saying? Like, when I'm performing, I just... It just make you want to vibe and like sway a little bit, so I want to kind of keep that vibe to it. No, yeah, like the rhythm, like definitely yeah. kind of came first, and like, and you can kind of tell that it comes first in like a lot of the stuff that you write. Hell because yeah. cause you're not even like, like I don't think you even like sing really on all too many songs Mm-mm. at all. So like, but there still is like a very like melodic and 
like melodic tone to like a lot of the stuff that you do yeah like all i know was kind of where i like dabbled in that for the first time and like um i seen like meek mill drop that save me and like i don't know you have you heard meek mill save me i don't think so it's like the hook like i fell in love with these streets i seen a hundred thou like that like kind of he was really singing on that motherfucker Mm. and like when i heard that i went to my engineer when i found that beat i was like Yo, how the engineer did save me, I wanted to have that same type of feel. And then, like, from there, he got, like, he got the vocals, and we got it perfect. And, like, that's kind of where the whole, it made me want to try it again on Came With. And then people was really fucking with it again. And I got, like, some more stuff where I've been fucking with it more. Really finding that sound of where I can kind of harmonize and that type of shit. So, Mm. yeah. And um, your most recent project was uh, Family and Friends. Yeah. And I don't know, like, um, yeah, I think it does have, like, your most mature, like, kind of mix of, like, well, the, first of all, like, the album art is, like, an original. Like, it's it's Ken Do, yeah, right? Yeah. And, and Ken Do did the In the Mix video. Yes, sir. Those are both really nice. And... Um, but yeah, I think it shows like a really dynamic mix of like different like themes and like uh, topics and stuff. Like you do get into like kind of personal emotional stuff, but also yeah. like songs about girls and like kind of flexes and stuff like that. Yeah. So is that something like did you th- really think put a lot of thought into like the album structure and like what were you going to cover or like do you usually go kind of like song by song? Um. Well, with that tape, it was kind of like. I had in the mix. That was the first song that I wrote, and I wrote that song. I say, last summer, late July, early August, and I had I recorded it, but that was all I had recorded. Like I knew I was gonna drop a tape on my birthday, but like it was a time period where I was like I wasn't writing because like after I came off this song, I was having trouble finding beats, and so uh, I had a show. And, like, that whole summer, I was performing two girlfriends the whole summer. And, like, it was kind of like pe- the people were tired of hearing it. And I, it's understandable. Like, they were ready for new music. And at the time, like, this show was the same day as I recorded the video. So I was like, man, I can't give the people the song without the video. So I performed the same shit. But the show was so whack because they was tired of hearing the same stuff. And I'm like people don't even know I got this song that's hard as fuck that's gonna come out here in a couple months so once I seen the reaction to that show I was like I'm about to get my shit together came went to Warrensburg and the first song I found after in the mix was the beat to all I know I made all I know and once I made all I know it just it just started clicking like I started finding like how I kind of wanted to piece everything together Mm. and it just came went from there no, yeah, and like I think there is at least one song on the tape where you're actually kind of like talking and like talking about the theme of the tape, like family and friends. Mm-hmm. Like, what what made you want to pick that name, and like what made those themes important to you? Uh, um, so a lot of the times I talk about myself in, in certain tracks and mixtapes and stuff, but a lot of what I do is influenced by my friends. For example, like I said. Before I started rapping, I was making music in old basement, and a lot of them type of, a lot of those type of moments wouldn't be impossible without my friends. And like, it just talk about like all the stuff that the people around me are going through, because my bro told me like, 
my bro can't rap, so like I gotta tell his story for him. You know what I'm saying? Like we got people that don't rap so that we gotta speak for. So, mm. so uh, the the tape kind of like pulled in a lot of like stories of people you know. And yeah, yeah. It's kind of a ended up being dedicated to yeah, that kind yeah, of thing for sure. Like all the people I referenced. It was like and changed lives. Like my cousin Lance told me, live strong. Like that shit really happened. Like I seen him at Applebee's and I ain't seen him in like two years. And he really told me, like, hey, keep doing your shit. Like you know what I'm saying. So it's just all inspired by interaction with people that I've been with. You know. Mm-hmm. So. Yeah, and um, you did mention like last summer you had been doing a lot of shows and mm-hmm. you ended up doing a bunch of like older material at the time. But it was one of those shows that you're talking about, like the Swope Park show, because that might have actually been the last time I saw you. Yeah, that was the show, right? I like that was the show the day. No, that was the show the day before the show I'm referencing, mm. and um, like right before that show, I um, I can't even remember what exactly. I think that was my first time performing in the mix. I performed in the mix like a snippet of it, like the first verse only. But I didn't do it at the show the day after that. And mm. then I performed Two Girlfriends. And I think two older tracks. And it was just weak. So then it just put into perspective. Like, I got to come hard with this next shit. So, so yeah. Mm. No, yeah, but one thing I, like, you see, like, I think if you, you go see a lot of rap shows, you often kind of see, like, at least, like, younger rappers, like, they will bring, like, 20 of their friends on stage even if they're like on tour or whatever and you're like i can't even see the guy but like you 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 usually have like a bunch of your friends up front with you and like i don't know the way like you're they're never like blocking you and they're always like really engaged i think with the music too like they're not just like on their phone doing whatever and i don't know i i i don't know i i like how you have been able to like make that work for you and like it does bring like kind of a like a, a vibe to the show because oh, like yeah. like everyone like you know someone gets up there they do their songs or whatever and everyone's just kind of hanging out watching but like when someone pulls up and they have like 10 20 people on the stage with them and everyone's like oh shit this this is like something serious and yeah, yeah. i don't know like i and even like when i don't make it to your shows like and i'll see like like videos on instagram or whatever like like there'll be like 10 people like up front like shouting all the words with you and you're like wow that's that looks like a, a nice moment there. Oh, yeah, because it's one of those things where, like, we all know each other's shit, you know what I'm saying? So it ain't nothing for me. Like, if my bro Dre Bless, that's not here. If he got the mic, we know his shit. O got the mic, we know his shit. So we all just be showing love. It ain't like one nigga rapping and everybody just recording. We genuinely be up there because we know this shit and we think this shit hard as fuck. So we going to rap this shit like it's hard. And that's where kind of where that came from. And, like, we all really been with each other for a long-ass time, so it's, like, just natural for us to be up there. You know what I'm saying? Like, when you see everybody that's up there, it be niggas that really been there. You know what I'm saying? So that's why that's where that come from. Mm. Yeah. And, um, yeah, your latest single is How I Live. Yeah. Uh, can you tell me a little bit about that track? Uh, um... Really, I recorded it a couple months back, I want to say in March, and I was kind of sitting on it for a while, but it was one of those things where I wanted to put it on my next project, but like the more I got to thinking about the direction I wanted to go in, I was like, I don't really see it kind of fitting into the mix of what I'm trying to do, 
So I was like, I'm going to just put it out instead of sitting on it. And then that's kind of where it came from. I just dropped it on May the 7th, and I was like, just put it out just so I can keep putting out content, keep putting out content. And yeah, that's where it came from. Mm. And... But, yeah, so are, are you kind of in the middle of, like, working on a new tape or something right now? Oh, uh, yeah, I'm working on two projects right now. Two projects right now. Is there anything you can say about those or, like, how they sound or um, all that? Well, the first one is um, our engineer, Buddha A16, in Dark Productions. He um, He's working with me and O on, like, some really dope shit on some of his production. I don't know if you've heard my track, uh, Saber. Uh, I'm not sure. Uh, well, go check out Saber on SoundCloud. Um, he he produced that beat, and uh, he was always saying, like, he wanted to do, like, a project, but um, he wanted to wait. So, like, now me and O, we kind of both at that point where we getting our name out there, so he's working on projects with both of us. So one of them is going to be executive produced by Buddha. And then the other one is going to be, like, really, like, take mode or, like, it's family and friends type shit. Nice. But it's a whole nother, it's a whole nother vibe. Cool. Um, what else do I got here? Oh, yeah, and I guess for, for people who, like, we, we've mentioned O a few times, but mm-hmm. uh, he releases a lot of really cool freestyles on yeah. SoundCloud. Like, like it's, it's kind of like an ongoing series. Yeah. Like, can you talk a little bit about, like, his style and all that? Why, why people should be listening to him? Oh, because O can really, he, he can rap. Like, you know what I'm saying? It's, like, it's really rap. And it's one of those things where a lot of people rap about the stuff that he raps about, but it's not authentic. And what the unique thing about him is everything that has happened, everything he says is true, you know what I'm saying? And it's shit that we can attest to. And I think that's why I connect with me so much more. And the fact that he can tie it in to shit like similes and metaphors with the shit that we've seen him live and heard stories about him living, I think that's what makes it so real. Is because, and also he's coming from uh, Charleston, Missouri, Sykes, Missouri, where it's like a whole another influence. He brings a whole another vibe to the KC music scene just because he wasn't uh, really, he didn't really grow up here and he moved here and he's bringing his perspective. From where he's from, so. Wait, what? In what? What city is uh, that you mentioned? Uh, Charleston, Missouri. He's what? What from, part of the? Uh, southeast Missouri. Oh, okay. Semo area. Yeah. Nice. Yeah, it's kind of like close. It's like border Memphis, like a couple hours from Memphis, a couple hours from St. Louis. So do you think that kind of ends up pulling in like kind of a southern? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Style to it then a little yeah. bit. Yeah. Definitely, but nice. it's like bar. It's bars though too, because we came up. We listened to a lot of the same artists. So yeah, it's bars too. It's crazy. Nice. Yeah. Um, is there anything that we didn't get to that you think people should know about? Uh, if you don't know, follow me on Instagram, Goddame, G O A T D A M E. We got more visuals on the way, more merchandise on the way. Um, and again, happy to be in this motherfucking. Awesome. So. No, yeah, and I did want to ask you, uh, the Mad Love T-shirt. Um, and it, you had the tape, you know, a year or two ago, mm-hmm. but like, I, I keep hearing like you, like you kind of name drop it and stuff and like, it is like on your merch and stuff. So is, is there a reason like you kind of stick with that phrase? Oh yeah. Mad love is like my group. You know what mm. I'm saying? Like that's, that's like 
my thing You know what I'm saying Okay It's one of those things where The people from Back home Like I just Put it That was just what I put a name with When I came out And It just came from Like I said The whole broken heart thing The music came from Pain Everything that I make Is inspired by Losses I took And you know Pain And That type of shit So That's kind of where it came from It's more to it But it's kind of It would be long to explain but No cool and no, yeah, and you said you have a show at the Roxy in July. Yeah, July seventh, Dreams Made True Volume Two. It's gonna be at the Roxy Bar. Doors open it at nine o'clock, and we got more promo for that on the way. Flyer will be out in a couple of weeks, so be posted for that. Oh, awesome! And uh, yeah, people can make sure to follow at Shuttlecock Mag on Twitter, Instagram, and Facebook. And subscribe to the podcast on Apple Podcasts and subscribe to our YouTube page. Um, check our Facebook for shows we're hosting coming up. And there's shuttlecockmag.bigcartel.com for T-shirts, photozines, and buttons. And, yeah, is there anything else you needed to mention? Uh, nope. Shit. I'm happy. Like I said, it was a pleasure being in this motherfucker. And be on the lookout for all the new music we got dropping. My bro Dre Bless dropping soon. Big Buzz, Rose Money dropping some more shit. Oh, dropping. So we just going to keep flooding with content. And we just going to keep coming. Awesome. Thanks for being on the show. Oh, yeah, man. Appreciate it.